um, in that book, I remember I was thinking she was really cool. And I asked my dad, like, oh, what can she do? And he described her as like, oh, she's like invisible woman, but her powers are dark. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you sound, so you, <laughs> you got me. Your dad definitely knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I am LZ. How are you doing today, LZ? I'm good. You know, it's um, a nice day out. The weather's a little bit great, finally. <laughs> Again, you know, it's been kind of like uh-huh. rainy and stuff out here, but mm-hmm. finally it's been like pretty nice out. Um, I've been pretty good. At least, you're getting, at least you're getting nice. So like like we said, it was very rainy the last time we spoke. Um, this week has been sweltering hot. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing got you in hell. <laughs> it's just like, it's like every day the high is already like maybe like 93 to somewhere between like 93 and 96. But then DC has horrible humidity. So when you go outside, it actually feels like 104. And then it's just like, uh, it's so nasty. And you know, I'd be walking to the gym. And so I'd be leaving the gym and I'd be like, I might not be able to do this all over. <laughs> <laughs> Not just taking an Uber a few blocks away. <laughs> I'm feeling like legit because I'd be like, it is hot. Like, it's hot. Like, I'm sweating. And I was like, no. And so I didn't have my hair cut at first either. And so I had all this extra hair on top of my head. It was not a good experience. Oh, oh my gosh. Did you see but, the, um, Star- uh, the Spider-Man trailer? Oh, the movie? The yes. new one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the trailer for uh, No Way Home. Yes, I did watch that. Um, Are you not really a big nice. Spider-Man fan? I'm not. You know, and it's just really, I just cannot get into them for some reason. And it's crazy because I actually think Tom Holland is a really good Spider-Man, both as uh, Spider-Man yeah. and Peter Parker. But however, I think I <laughs> in him being so good, it makes me realize that I just do not care about Spider-Man at all. I think he has amazing villains. Like, I will read, like, oh, yeah, his rogue galleries, you know. All day, every day. But Peter Parker himself, and eh. That's fair. I used to read a lot of Peter Parker um, back in the day. I was kind of like raised on X-Men and Spider-Man for my dad. Mm-hmm. And then when I got into comics, they started the Ultimate Universe. So I started reading Ultimate Spider-Man, and then that changed into Miles. So, <laughs> of course, I kept going with that. You know, but then I kind of got I mean, off that of makes Miles when I got older, because, like... I know, as I got older, it was like fucking Do you think they're going to let him grow up the way they've let Peter grow up? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. Probably not, because it's taken a long time for them to even let Peter, like, be 30. <laughs> you know? Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. I was like, you know, always, like, character growing up and aging and aging past them and i was like marvel tends to be really good about like giving their characters some age and like making them get a little bit older i was like but they don't do it for everybody i think it's about pack power pack has been like 10 for since their inception oh that's a good Um, point young but then on the same token you have characters like a jubilee or a shadow cat um who have gotten older and like kind of finally formed into adulthood so i was just thinking about like the newer brand like someone like kamala you kind of expect that she's going to get older but it's miles i don't know you know yeah, that's a good point like you don't want them to be in high school forever mm-hmm. but you know we've talked about this before on the show about them having issues with like the teen characters so they do but luckily i don't think my comic since we had any team characters so i didn't have any issue (laughs) oh wait that's a lie because the first one on the list is robin number five (laughs) 
Um, and this goes from Joshua Williamson and Glee Malinkoff. Um, but still, I mean, I, Damien's different because he acts like an adult. Right. So <laughs> he, he, he doesn't count. Uh, but no, uh, so, you know, in this book we have Damien has been work. Uh, he's on the island that oh, is wait, you read run these? by the League of Lizards. Yeah, you did it. Oh, I did, but I thought you were out because like there uh, was no more Connor Hawk for you. <laughs> I see, even though he was I said I was gonna finish the arc. I know that's why I picked it back up. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, talk about it. I forget. Yeah, you, you this know, this is more anyway. The characters. Yeah, I did. I did like. I know I like the the Bat Fam a little bit more than you do. <laughs> so, um, and I, I enjoyed this book. You know, it opens with a Ravager basically being upset about being killed by a Respawn. And then they, these like priests of the Lazarus pit or whatever are creating the tournament for everybody to get ready to fight. Um, and then we cut to Damien and uh, Damien is running and all the robbers have a race to try to stop him because he wants to get back to the island to get back to the tournament, but they don't want him to go. And I thought that this entire like roof race <clears throat> with the team was mm-hmm. really heartfelt. I won't lie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was about to say it was really well done. I was like, I was actually kind of looking at this as I was reading the book and they were going through and they were like, even when Jason was like, oh, we haven't had a roof race in a long time. And then they do it and they're all just talking and like you really get a sense of, oh, wow, like the kids kind of love each other. Right. And it's they really great. like know each other and like, you know, yeah, the breakdowns. I really appreciated Damien giving the breakdowns of everyone, and mm-hmm. um, when he when he said, "Oh, I hope Tim isn't in earshot," so I'll say this: he's the smartest one. Um, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> how <laughs> how spoiler is the bravest one, and mm. uh, Grayson is the most experienced, and he came up to Jason and was like, "You're the most emotional," and Jason kind of stood there and hugged him back. <laughs> like, hey, you know. True. Which, um, uh, I feel so bad for Cass and Duke that they were kind of, like, left out. I know they weren't Robins, right. um, but I do always feel a little bad when they're, like, left out of, like, the whole younger family moments. Yeah. I did, I did, like I think I remember, uh, Ravager's, I'm uh, not Ravager, spoiler saying something like, oh, Cass would be upset she's missing the tournament. Yeah. The name drop was nice, but she could have been there. So sad. Oh, yeah. well, maybe next time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed all of that. Then of course he has a whole breakdown with Nightwing, who gives him the bar that he used while he was uh, a trapeze artist in the circus. And um, on the bar it says like uh, uh, versus the world, and mm-hmm. it's all about just like you know feeling like you against the world or whatever, and how you have to persevere. It's a really heartfelt moment that yeah. uh, <laughs> I kind of wasn't expecting in this book. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, then they get back to the tournament and it looks like next issue, the tournament is going to start. So finally, finally for uh, that Mortal Kombat. Gosh, what was that? Six issues? This is issue yeah. five, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm definitely going to pick up the next issue for sure, because like if there's nothing more that I love than a brawl, I don't know, like Right, yeah. So, like you said, I think this was like surprisingly heartfelt, but it was really well done. Uh, shout out to them. Shout out to seeing Hawk again in an issue. They know how to keep me coming back. So, I'm ready. What would you rate this? I would give this like a solid 3.5 out of 5 for me. Okay, I can agree with that. I think the art is still like super kinetic too, and it has like a nice flow of the movement. Again, the roof race was really well done. Like you can feel them like going after each other and like when they're catching up and stuff. Awesome, good times. Shout out to the Robins. Oh, shout out to the Bad Fam. Shout out to DC as a whole. They really got a lot of good books on the dock. They do. They do. They make for like they don't have a (laughs) a clue what the universe looks like as a whole. But like I do feel like I'm reading a bunch of different. DC books more mm-hmm. than I probably have in a, in a while, so yeah. Shout out to them. So, um, and next up is another DC book, and it's Mr. Miracle: The Source of Freedom, number four. Now, this issue, and I think, is finally the one where I was fully invested and it clicked on for me. 
like I think the first issue I was kind of like rocky on it. The last two have been fine, but I wasn't really sure what was going. I, this one, it finally all came together, and I was like, damn, this is good. And it made me sad because this is only four. I mean, not four, six issues, and so now I'm like, oh crap, <laughs> it's about to be over soon. <laughs> but this issue is basically um, Mr. Miracle Shiloh Norman. He finally meets Oberon. And Oberon, for those who don't know, is the guy who, he's one of the new gods. He will always hang around with the other Mr. Miracle, Scott Free, Big Barda, and all of them like that. He also knew the original, Thaddeus Brown. This issue is a complete history of Thaddeus Brown and, you know, him back in the 60s and being part of the movements, how he eventually became Mr. Miracle, how he started to learn his own escape tactics. And we find out that he had a daughter. Her name was Rose. As we find that out, Shiloh mentions that his mother's name was Rose, but he never met her because they she disappeared when he was a baby. So we finally get all this rom history. We see that Thaddeus is actually Shiloh's grandfather and that he left the mother box out. And so when Shiloh was a baby, he was like playing with the mother box and he made the mo- his mom and dad like disappear. He sent them oh. over. Oh, and wow. so like that. So <laughs> right? Like, right? I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and so like uh, uh, Thaddeus is like just taken over by grief and like sorry he's like this was my fault like I left it out for them to play like I don't know where they are now I don't know what's happened um, I've got this grandson I gotta try and do what I can for him and we also like learn from Oberon that although he already knows Shiloh like that's one of the things he mentions he's like yeah I know you and Shiloh's like we've never met he's like this isn't the first time we met he's like there's multiple universes and multiverses and worlds and all these things he's like this is like I have no more than just the three Mr. Miracles that the other people know. So I thought that was like, like a nice little link to the multiverse as a whole, showing that whatever's going on, because again, for those who don't know, there's some stuff still happening in like the future state universe that has that version of Mr. Miracle going oh, on, which I'll talk okay. about later. So there's like a lot of stuff with Mr. Miracle, Shiloh specifically Mr. Miracle, happening in the DC universe, which is really exciting. Again, this story was like another really just surprisingly heartfelt poignant issue and i'm like all in with shiloh now i really want to see him do a lot more stuff i actually want him to join um superman's authority team oh that'd be cool right and i feel like the like thaddeus brown mr miracle is kind of connected to the superman universe anyway because he's from metropolis oh okay so it's like we're already let's wake that up (laughs) (laughs) right um, I would definitely rate this issue again another strong 3.5 out of 5 um, Brandon Easton is writing this and he's just doing like a superb job again I think each issue has gotten better as I've read this is the one that like, clicked for me super heavy I can't wait for the next two I hope there's a lot more going on uh, Fico Ocio's art is really good it's serviceable it's bright it's uh, colorful there's a couple times every now and again where the faces are a little like mm, or the anatomy is kind of like oh this looks a little like 90s buff but (laughs) (laughs) it works out very well um next up on our list i was just talking about this action comics 1034 from philip kennedy johnson and daniel semperi now i know you haven't started this book yet i'm gonna jump i'm gonna need you to start i know i have never been so engaged in the superman story in my entire life. Like, it's amazing. (laughs) So, this arc is all about Warworld. Mongol has sent a bunch of people to Earth to basically kill Superman. Um, One of the people, the black girl that he gets, uh, he takes her to the fortress, and he's like, we're going to help you, we're going to save you from Mongol, but Mongol also sent some other folks down to track her. They get to the fortress and they kill two of the survivors who were with the girl. And he was like, look, I never wanted Mongo to send you. I wanted to come down here to kill Superman. Like, you should have never been able to do it. She eventually, like, blasts them. She shoots some I-beam out and disintegrates them. But she's in there with Lois. And so she grabs Lois and she's like, uh, you know, they're not going to stop coming after me until I complete my mission. And my mission is to kill Superman and his family. So then we cut back. Uh, okay? She was getting lit. So <laughs> okay. then we cut back. <laughs> the Atlanteans found a fragment from Mongo, uh, from one of Mongo's ships, and they're kind of holding it, and that's what like turned people into monsters. And so, the government is trying to get the fragment back. The Atlanteans have cut off 
the trade routes so they can't get their ships through. So now there's like they're about to go to war. Superman, Supergirl, and John are all there and they're trying to stop them from fighting. And the Atlanteans and the army are just going back and forth. Atlanteans are like, you need to get out of here. We're going to start shooting you. Uh, the army's like, no, you need to open up this gate so we can get through again. Superman is like, everybody, please stop fighting. <laughs> but eventually they just like start shooting missiles at each other anyway. And so the Superman family is like punching the missiles out the air as they're going. And then Superman gets pissed off and he like uh, does his little freeze breath and he creates this giant block of ice to block everybody off from each other. He's screaming at people. He's like, is this what you all want to do? He's like, you're fighting over all this stupid stuff. He even says it. He's like, I don't usually get involved in politics with the government and everything like that. He's like, I think that people should manage themselves. He's like, but I'm not doing this. So he goes down to the ocean where the Atlanteans have the fragment. He takes the fragment. Aquaman is down there, by the way, because Aquaman has been <laughs> okay. And Aquaman tells him, because he's like, <laughs> so, uh, Superman comes down there and Aquaman's like, oh, I, I figured Bruce would have actually been the one to come down here and try and take this fragment. And so Aquaman tells him, he's like, look, I might not be able to physically stop you, but I'm going to let you know if you take this fragment, it is absolutely going to change things between us. And next thing you know, you just see Superman flying out the water. Like the fragment. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I, was like, that. I, I was like, oh, snap, it's lit. And so they fly off because he's Superman's like, I'm just going to take it. Don't come looking for it. anybody. He flies off. Supergirl's like, I don't think you should have did that. And he's like, well, what was I supposed to do? But they're going. So John finally cl it clicks with him. He's like, I don't hear anything from the Fortress of Paradise, like no machines, no heartbeats, nothing. Um, so they're like, oh, crap. They start flying super fast to the fortress. They run back into the girl. She's got Lois. She's like, I'm sorry, I got to do this. They're about to start fighting. The issue ends. It's lit. Oh. It's lit. I bet the I bet it's giving it's giving that science that I need right now. So I'm I definitely need to jump into that. I'm telling you, you know, I know you've been very upset upset with Slot and his Fantastic Four. Yes. But the science the like space stuff that's in here, the family aspects of it. This is like the fantastic. The, again, I think you would love Philip Kennedy Johnson on a Fantastic Four book. Because mm. that's kind of what this feels like. But like, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I want. So maybe I need to jump into this. <laughs> and it's like, it's like and everybody, if you are listening to the show, please like read the Superman. I I, keep, I feel like I say this every week, but the Superman line of comic books is exceptionally good right now. Yeah. Action comics, Superman. Um, the Superman, uh, the Son of Superman, uh, John's book also came out this week, uh, issue number two. So if you're into John or you want to learn more about him, go ahead and pick that up. Superman: The Authority is excellent. Stuff that's going on in Mister Miracle. The Corner's great. Supergirl's good book. The Corner's great. But I would definitely rate this issue a four out of five. Sam Perry's art is like out of this world. I actually, I, I unfortunately think that the next issue is his last before oh, no. he moves on to something else. Um, but what he's given us is fantastic, and I would not trade it for the world. So pick it up. Next up on our list, we had a new book this week, and that is Winter Guard number one from Ryan Cady and Jan Basildua. Um, for those who don't know, Jan Basildua is one of our trans writers. So if you are out here to trans creators, please be sure to pick this series up. Um, did you pick this up? I did. You know, I am like a big Dark Star fan. Um, she's um, one of the characters I actually got into when I was like uh, 10, I think. Um, and we'll definitely be talking about her a little bit later, but, um, yeah, I picked this up for her, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> this was actually really good. I wasn't expecting it to be great, but like, it was pretty good. Um, I love the whole like winter garden, everything over that they, that they've got going on in this. This was really good. I was like super shocked. Obviously I picked this up for Yelena. Like, let's call it a spade yes. a spade here. And... I was pleasantly surprised. I don't think I've ever written, read too much from this writer before, so I wasn't really sure what it was going to be going into it. Uh, but the voices, like, I, I also wasn't expecting the Captain Marvel appearance in the beginning. Like, Me neither. Her, <laughs> like, I, 
I was like, that's a little shock of her trying to rec- uh, find out what's going on with Yelena and the Winter Guard. And then Black Widow pops up. And so she's like, what is going on? Because this is tying into what's going on in the Avengers right now, where She-Hulk has been captured by the Red Room. Mm-hmm. If you are reading that, let me know how it's going. I am unfortunately not. And I am not either, because that's why when Captain Marvel showed up in this, I was like, nobody set my girl up in this. <laughs> <laughs> and they had her interrogating um, Elena. I was like, no, see, <laughs> this is a good look. But then it all made sense, because I guess yeah. something is going on in the Avengers with She-Hulk, and, you know, She-Hulk is, is Carol's girl, so... Uh, yeah. Again, I don't know what's going on. They mentioned some stuff about like her getting captured and tortured, I guess. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on that's, in Avengers. But I guess that's. Let me know. I don't. I don't. I don't really care for the way Jason Aaron writes She-Hulk. So whenever the art focuses on her, I tend to drop out. But that's if fair. you are and you think it's fine, let me know. Maybe I'll pick up an issue or three. And so you know, we finally run into Widow. She finds Elena, and she's like, "What is your connection to the Winter Guard? What's going on?" And so we get this uh, story of Elena saying what happened when she went to Russia with Red Guardian, and they came across the Winter Guard because someone is tracking down these members and killing them. And we find out it's the character Red Widow. I, I cannot remember what series she got introduced in, but she she had a randomly Red Widow series like one shot or yeah. something like that before and yeah. like a prose novel as well too and that was it like a uh, maybe another random appearance other than that but that's it jason aaron did use her in the blade vampire arc in the early parts of his run obviously like they're in russia she is a russian like killer and so she mm-hmm. was one of the people who's doing stuff there so I'm she pops up her. she's supposed to be like super de- i mean obviously she is super deadly she's like killing people out here she kills <laughs> there uh, <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> And so we see her again. And so the backstory we get is just kind of like Yelena and Red Guardian, and they're going up against the Winter Guard. And like, I will say that the art in this, um, the action scenes were fantastic. That is like, so great. <laughs> whenever, whenever Yelena was moving, whenever Red Guardian was like fighting, uh, what, what, what's, what's the other one's name that's a part Vanguard. of the Winter Guard? Yes, Vanguard. When they were having their little Stuck uh, back brother. and forth. Is it? Mm-hmm. I it's feel like I'm brother. Man. I feel like I knew that actually. Um, or maybe I'd, oh, come on, Betsy and Brian. I that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was good. Um, how did you feel about like the rest of the issue? Uh, obviously, Darkstar didn't get too much to do, but it was nice to see her. Yeah, I did appreciate that she was able to like use her powers and stuff. Um, that they used her teleportation and stuff like that. I will say that I wish that they were colored dark <laughs> instead of yellow <laughs> in this yeah but like weird. they've recently been like using yellow coloring in her powers before but i don't i couldn't and i couldn't tell if they were doing that because of like because her powers are the dark force i was saying that does with that age of that, darkness <laughs> the, i don't know and like that just doesn't make sense to me like it's dark force energy you would expect it to be dark and then, like, right. I've always felt as though it was a nice justification between her and her outfit, which had yellow in it. And she's, like, this pale Russian girl with blonde hair. Um, so it was like, oh, okay, now she's got these dark powers. Yeah, I agree. But for some reason, they were yellow in this. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just a color error. Um, yeah. But, again, I still enjoyed it, though. I liked all the action stuff. I um, Obvious that the couple of the members of this new Winter Guard were some... Avengers knockoffs, like mm-hmm. the one guy who was like the, like some god of storms. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you're basically Thor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I'm actually going to finish out this run. I know it's a miniseries, um, so I'm definitely going to check it out yeah. and see this whole thing through. Agreed. I, I would um, give this would issue easy, like uh, 3.5. Agreed. Another 3.5, I would. Uh, give this very solid pick it up if you're interested in the winter guard or if you just want to support yelena we always love yelena support over here <laughs> um and finally on our list we have black widow number 10 and this is from kelly thompson and elena Casagrande and rafael de la torre um this is your book now how did you have two yelena books in a week <laughs> so you know i was just thinking about this the other day but I don't know what was going on these last few months where 
things just weren't going the way I wanted them to go. But all of my favorite characters are back on the rise. And they are back to being in the forefront in places that they need to be. They just announced that new video game, The Midnight Suns. Blade was there. It was there. He's getting an exclusive skin. We just talked about him last week. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, we're back at... You know, I think they were onto something in Loki when they were talking about, like, the timelines and, like, TV and all that stuff. I think the TVA got to work, and we are back in the proper timeline. Okay. Things are starting to adjust themselves and get right for you. Exactly. Okay. Like, it was, it was, so we're there. So we got to see you, Lane. Well, but maybe you need to go talk to them for for myself, too. But maybe not for this book, because as far as Black Widow is concerned, <laughs> I enjoy this still a lot. <laughs> it's excellent. It's yeah. genuinely excellent. I I would probably say this is one of uh, a top five Marvel series right now. Easily. Like I don't think I've read a bad are... issue yet. Okay, and like <laughs> I think we've talked about this with uh, Natasha. Sometimes a lot of her solo stories can tend to be very repetitive. Like we get the whole spy girl who's out in the world by herself. Everybody doesn't trust her. They are looking for her. What's going on? This is the first time we've really seen her embracing working with the team, having all these other people come in. Uh, we see her doing like some investigative work, uh, being a spy, just letting people into her world. And it's so refreshing to see. And it's so nice. And the characters who are joining her are actually interesting. Yelena, uh, Anya, Spider-Girl, this new girl, Lucy, is kind of jumping out to be great. Uh, yeah, the the cool. black kid who's helping out now. And then we get a surprise appearance from Kate Bishop. Right. One thing about <laughs> about Kelly Thompson, she gonna use her faves mm-hmm. in her books, <laughs> and I love it. Ooh, I mean, She Hulk might pop up soon. Oh, definitely pop. Does she like She Hulk? Is she She Hulk oh, fan? She loves it. She loves it. She wrote. She wrote her in A Force. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, then yeah, she's probably coming at some point. That's her dog. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, and she wrote her in that uh, first arc of Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, that's right. She that's was in Captain. That's right. That's why I picked it up. <laughs> and then right after that arc was the Enchantress arc that kind of like started. Oh my gosh, she brings Enchantress to this book. Wow. wow. And then for the Emma friends, uh, the Emma Frost fans out there, she also used her like during that whole old arc mm. because she's a big she, Emma fan. And she used Emma and Jessica Jones. Kelly's, <laughs> Kelly's like me if I was a writer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's you write uh Captain America and all of a sudden Bedlam is there. <laughs> you know it like on the side, he's helping, like, what's up? I got my people. Um but no, she she doesn't really well. She rotates her cast in and out. I think she realized that like every solo character needs a strong supporting cast to truly thrive. Yeah. And she's done that for her. Um and again, I think the villain of this story, uh, Apogee who she's building up for Natasha, who's been like kidnapping people and trying to give them superpowers that are killing them. It, he's actually terrifying. And just all around, the art, again, I cannot emphasize it enough, it's spectacular. Elena Casagrande's way for action is top tier. I would love for her to be involved in some kind of like the animation department or something for, the, mm-hmm. for Marvel to get them. <laughs> in shape because the way that she like really blows her action scenes are really great. Fantastic. Like cannot recommend this book enough to anybody. Yeah. It's it's just good. What do I you, thought what it was you interesting that you find out that like Lucy, um who this girl they who they've been kinda of helping, she's got these like electric powers, I guess. Um I assume that she was gonna be I don't know if she has electric powers or if she's like has an electric form or both, basically. But now she's like half stuck through them. So like uh, she has electric arms, basically. Um, And I thought that that was a cool way for them to create like a new interesting character without just giving them kind of stereotypical, you know, bland Mm. kind of powers, making a flying brick or something like that. Um, Give her the robe treatment. She's got to wear gloves now. Touch people. Which is is, again, like Kelly's building everybody up very well. I'm excited to see more of Lucy. What she'll be, what will be her code name? Um, yeah. And like, honestly, Anya, I've really been enjoying Spider Girl in this book. Yeah, like, I, I mean, actually wouldn't mind her great. actually kind of joining on a full term basis along with like Yelena. 
Yeah, like it's high. This is a high group. I mean, yeah, I like that shot of all of them walking out at the end of it too, with um, Hawkeye, uh, mm-hmm. Spider Girl, Black Widow, White Widow, and Lucia. That was pretty, pretty cool. Yes, very high. Um, what would you rate this issue? I would give this issue a four out of five, easily. Maybe okay. even a four point five. Maybe like two. Um. Yeah, no, I agree with that. 4.5. That works. Yeah. Okay. But look at that. Those are the comments of the week. Let's go ahead and take a break. Oh, Cable Reloaded also came out this week. So if you read that, let me know. Because I heard it was kind of like a giant sword issue. And it's out Ewing, which all yeah, sounds great. Know. But also, if I could just wait for Marvel Unlimited, then I could just do that. <laughs> but let's go ahead and take a break. <laughs> and then we'll come back. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back for uh, the panel section of the show. And this week, I want to take a little bit of time to talk about one of my favorite mutants, who um, I feel like mm-hmm. she doesn't get too much play because of like her whole connections, but it's Darkstar. And mm-hmm. um, that is Lenaya Petronova. And she is wow. one of the few, I was going to say few, but that's actually wrong. I was going to say one of the few characters mm-hmm. that can tap into the Dark Force, but clearly she is not because they're quite a few. Oh, members. it's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. Shroud, Cloak, Silhouette, um, Sepulchre, Shadow Woman. She was a, spy, a Spider-Woman villain for a while. <laughs> I don't even know half of them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think uh, Vanisher can tap into it a little bit. There's a lot, like, so, well, little well-known fact, I really like the Dark Force powers. Uh, <laughs> they're cool, right? They're, like, really hot. Like, I used to have, <laughs> I used to have such a fascination with shadow powers as a whole when I was a kid. Like, I just thought they were, like, the most interesting. I always think about that episode of Static Shock, and there were, uh, like, the little big bang, there was this girl, she had, like, these shadow darkness powers. Yeah. Do you remember, I'm a, I'm a that I wonder, if, I wonder she, if I can remember the girl. I know there was a guy, Ivan, who he was like. I remember Ivan. There was a girl. It was like somebody he had found, or like she had. When I find the girl, I'm gonna let you know. But like shadow powers are hot, so I'm into the dark force group. Yeah, um, it seems like being able to teleport is always a like extra ability for the, with the dark force connection. Either they teleport with the dark force itself, and they're making portals. Or they can teleport through the shadows or something like that, but. That seems like another part for them. But uh, <clears throat> Lenaya Petrono- Petro, I can never really pronounce her last name. Mm-hmm. Petrovna. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and uh, she is a mutant, a twin. Um, her brother is the character Vanguard, who is basically, they. he's like the new um, Captain America, or I should say the... Uh, the Russian Captain. The, win- the winter, the the Russian Captain America. So after they got uh, kind of rid of uh, the one before him, they wanted kind of like the younger model, <laughs> basically, and went with Vanguard. And Vanguard's abilities are he can like manipulate energy and like make it bounce back against him. Um, I don't know how to describe his powers and not make them sound basically just like like Unity Untouchable. Um, He's an <laughs> but basically just like that, <laughs> you know, um, basically just like that. And uh, but Darkstar is a character who she was introduced with the Winter Guard and kind of similar to other characters that I like. She was kind of like the villain, um, although they weren't really villains in the way that kind of my other characters are. They were just Russian. (laughs) 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 So, like, you know, uh, again, in American comics, that just meant they weren't nice people. So uh, they were trying to take back Black Widow and, like, bring her back into the Soviet Union. And, um, of course, they did the whole, you know, oh, come back with us, but no, we're going to join you thing by the end. And Darkstar and her brother... I think it was also her brother. They ended up kind of staying with the champions at the time and kind of helping. Now, the 
Champions was a team that had Iceman on it and and Angel um, after they kind of left the X-Men and did their own thing, like when the X-Men kind of broke up and were doing their own things. Um, of course, Iceman was written back then as kind of being into Darkstar, mm-hmm. but Darkstar kind of turned him down. She was like, oh, I'm not really into it because she probably already knew. <laughs> and um, yeah, so like Darkstar hasn't really had too many comics on her end. My actually, my first introduction to her was in like the early 2000s. It's like maybe mm-hmm. 10 years old. And there was this issue of X-Men Unlimited where she was on the cover. And yeah. must have been a part of my dad's like pull list because I just remember, I have very vivid memories of reading that book. And I remember, I remember <laughs> spilling some milk on it once and like getting some pages stuck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And um, in that book, I remember I was thinking she was really cool. And I asked my dad like, oh, what can she do? And he described her as like, oh, she's like, invisible woman but her powers are dark and i was like oh <laughs> you so so <laughs> you got me your dad definitely knew <laughs> he yeah. absolutely knew <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah one of the one of the first things that he gave me to read was uh, days of future present which mm-hmm. had like fantastic four cameo in it i think like wolverine was in and all that kind of stuff and i don't know I came away from it. That's how I loved, like, Sue. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. He probably was like, now nah, of all the characters in this, that's the one you like? <laughs> um, yeah, she hasn't had too many issues in that, um, because, again, she's associated with the Winter Guard, and the Winter Guard usually kind of make some random appearances here and there. They fight the Avengers usually, um, because um, I forget his name, Crimson Dynamo. He's a big uh, Iron Man villain. So, um, and I believe that Darkstar and Crimson Dynamo may have had a thing at one point. So, like, she was, of course, being his ride or die and fighting Iron Man for a bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I've read a couple of things with Darkstar. Like, I, I distinctly remember her from those Champions runs. Like, I've read a couple of those here and there. Um, I remember she popped up in Morrison's new X-Men for a little bit in time. Phantom X killed her, but uh, she was... Yeah, I was actually going to bring up, that's when she died. So she wasn't in too many books, and she got, like, possessed by something, and mm-hmm. Phantom X, like, had to kill her. So she's been dead since then, until they kind of recently think- brought her back. So, you know, so that's actually when I started kind of getting more into Darkstar as a character was after she died, because I remember they brought in a new Darkstar. It was, like, some yeah. red-headed chick. And yes, her name was Sasha. Um, yes, Sasha. And so I like the Winter Guard is similar to Alpha Flight in that Marvel tends to push them out like every like decade or so to see if they <laughs> <laughs> to see if they kind of work again, but they never really take off that. You know, Alpha Flight was at least a little bit more successful. They had their solo runs, but you know, they kind of fall back into obscurity. So this is one of the times where oh my gosh, and now they're popping back out again a decade later. Yep. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's really crazy. That's how it happens. Um, but you know, they had her coming in and there was a writer, David Gallagher, who's like, I think was super talented. He was writing a lot of their stories. So I was following them because I was trying to get more into them. But I remember Sasha ended up dying by the end of it. And then there was another dark star that came on after her and she appeared for like two issues, but then something happened with her and she died. And that's how the original dark star ended up coming back in like her body or something like that. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like a bunch of dark stars just like dying. <laughs> yeah, it was like, what is going on? I was like, and I was just like, are they like building towards a dark star movie or something? Like, what is the brand here? Why are we getting all these girls? Uh, uh, but I remember when uh, she ended up originally coming back, and it was like, oh, okay, this is the dark star I actually was like interested in from the very beginning. So yay that, and yeah. I think they were having a hard time trying to figure out how to bring her back, you know, mm-hmm. without doing some crazy comic booky thing until they got to the point of just going ahead and doing a comic booky thing. Because I, the way they brought her back was, I think they said like the explosions of the other dark stars like joined the dark force and then that mm-hmm. just brought her back to life somehow. So 
whatever. Shout out to the Dark Horse dimension, though. You always be easy way to, like, cop out of something. Or, like, if you don't want to explain too hard, it's like, we'll tie it to the Dark Horse because you don't know what it is. What goes exactly. on in there? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we'll always bring you back. Exactly. And I do really love uh, the Dark Horse powers. And I love that um, Dark Stars are a little bit different than like a silhouette or like a shroud or something, because again, they mostly are just teleporting, where mm-hmm. she is like using like this Dark Horse energy to like make constructs and, mm-hmm. you know, simulate. She does it. She uses hers very similarly to uh, Shadow Woman, who I, who I think you would enjoy if you read her oh. appearance. And she had, she had yeah. an arc in, um, what was that, Thunderbolts? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? when they were going after somebody, but like American Eagle guest starred in the issues as well. And uh, him and Shadow Woman ended up like joining forces to fight the Thunderbolt. She was going off to a job interview. And she did like, (laughs) (laughs) and she ran into them. And so she ends up fighting. It was really good. Oh, okay, cool. I'll have to check that out there. Cause yeah, I do really like these kind of powers. Um, I think that she is an interesting character. Oh, that that, that was a static shop girl. Oh, I do, yes. Yes, yes, I know that character. I don't know why that slipped my mind. Okay, Okay. go ahead, continue. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I feel like Darkstar is a character that could be really interesting, but I feel like she has a hard time gaining traction because of the ties to, like, Russia and, like, you know, the Winter Guard and everything there. Have you ever had any kind of characters that you would like to see maybe brought over and, like, maybe made bigger like that kind of like a sabra or like any other those other kind of characters oh i do like sabra i like sabra a lot actually so you know it's always interesting because i think when we get to a lot of those characters dark star sabra whoever of other countries they always are tend to be political characters sunfire um mm. or they have some type of allegiance to their government and then they get brought over to america and it they don't really ever click as hard and i just wonder if that has more to do with like just American comics and American comic readers and kind of having an aversion to other countries. Like, I think about, I have a friend, his name is DeAndre, and he hates when British politics are in his comic books. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, even, like, we talk, he talks about Excalibur sometimes with me, and he's like, you know, he's like, I hate when they talk about, like, the politics of that. He's like, why would I care about that as an American? And I'm like, but... I can understand that, but at the same time, I think like you'll enjoy something like Krakoa as a whole, which and the council, which is all politics. That's politics. So like you know, what's, <laughs> what's, what's the difference of that? But so I, that's always just something I found interesting because he's not the only one who I know who feels that way. Like there are a lot of people who are like, oh, why would I care about this? So it's like when you get to Darkstar and the Winter Guard and Outlight and all those other things, it's like why would I care about the governments of these other places that I don't live? I find them particularly interesting, but I like politics as a whole. Yeah, I I I really find like the whole them versus everybody else aspect of when they kind of join the groups interesting because mm-hmm. I would like to see them at least I like to see them make the decision that they don't like the group on their own not because that they have to dislike everybody because of their affiliations to whatever you know what I mean yeah like like a Sunfire or you know or mm-hmm. in Dark Star's case she hasn't really had too many issues with everyone she actually kind of wants to join the hero kind of stuff, or at least she did before she died. Um, but like a character like a Sunfire, who his whole thing was like, I, I don't even like y'all. <laughs> like I don't bang with you. Right. Um, but I would like it more if it was because he wanted that decision instead of it being more his country kind of. With Darkstar, and tell me if you know this, or maybe if you, it's just so I think about like these mutants who have these kind of other power, like magic and her ability to use magic and Namor and whatever he does under the sea, um, you know, those aren't their, like, actual mutant powers. Ileana's power is teleportation or Namor's mutant power is those little wings on his feet. Darkstar in the Dark Force dimension, because so many characters have their own ties to it, is her mutant power explicitly to control Dark Force energy? Or is like, is it something else? And she just has a connection to the Dark Force dimension to do that. Her mutant power is to control the Dark Force energy. Interesting. Like, her mutant power connects her to the, the, Dark, the Dark Force energy. Okay, that's interesting. Because I think about like someone clo- like Cloak. He was another mm-hmm. who has that type of uh, connection, and they've always gone back and forth whether he's a mutant or not, which 
I'm for Team Mutant because I personally really like Cloak. And right. Same. So they should do that again. But that's um, kind of how I was. Even when they kind of flip flop on that, I kind of just ignore it. Thing. <laughs> 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 um, you know, Wanda was another one before she was retconned. I mean, she might get retconned back to being a mutant again. So it was like, you know, her mutant power isn't magic. It's reality warping, and she just does magic on the side. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting to know. Do you have any teams? Like, do you want Darkstar on Krakoa? Do you want to, like, see her continue with the Winter Guard? She should be an Avenger. I would love for her to be able to, like, pull double duty with the Winter Guard and then... Um, I don't know. She Actually, now that I think about it, she probably can't even be on the Winter Guard anymore. It's probably time for her to leave that, because... Mm-hmm. If she's always going to be on that team and, and tied to that, she'll always be stuck only coming in for, like, a random issue here or there or, like, a let's get the champions back together kind of thing. Um, so I think it might be time for her to leave and maybe someone else can fill the role of the powerful girl on on, on the Winter Guard while she goes off and maybe does something else. Um, okay. Because I do think she's a pretty interesting character and her powers are cool. Um, she's got an interesting background. Her brother is a mutant and he idolized uh, Red Guardian and mm-hmm. so like the Red Guardian was the one he kind of replaced um, so he mm-hmm. wants to be like, like a superhero too I think they've got a cool story Dep- and depending on what they do in the MCU with Yelena as the White Widow we could see the uh, Winter Guard pop up actually in that same movie um, Ursa Major who is like the werebear I think that's how you pronounce his kind of powers um, he was in the movie already too so yeah it's I know he, did you see it? he like uh, posted something on Instagram or Twitter or something like that he was talking about how he is the first mutant in the MCU oh. <laughs> <laughs> you had to claim it you know what no, I was like I claim love it, it. Um, for it. those who don't know Ursa Major is a mutant he can turn into a bear <laughs> yes and is an alcoholic <laughs> but very heavily can turn into a bear. Which they all, which, you know, it's a very nasty stereotype that they give to a lot of the Russian characters because they made Colossus an alcoholic for a little bit too. See, I don't like that. You know, it's like, but though I was so, for those who don't know, I used to work at the um, International Spy Museum in my younger years here in DC. And we That's met so a lot cool. Of, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Uh, and so we would actually like come in contact with a lot of intelligence officers and people who talked in the field and so there was this one guy who was telling me about when he was stationed out in Russia he was like it was this thunderstorm and him and the Russians are in this blimp and they're like drinking and talking whatever so they're like oh we're gonna go jumping they're gonna go jumping out of airplanes during a thunderstorm and so they so they get into this plane he's telling us a story he says they get into this plane they put his parachute on him and then they're like "All right, jump and so he jumps. And so he says it's not until after he jumps that he sits there and he starts thinking. He's like, I'm an American intelligence agent here sent by my country to kind of like investigate and watch these Russians. And like they have been drinking and they I just jumped out of a plane. He's like, I could this parachute could be empty. He was like, this, he's like, this is all after he jumped. So he's like, but then he said, you know, he, he thought about that after he jumped. <laughs> he said, you know, after he jumped. And so he's like, but finally, you know, he pulls his thing. He said, the parachute comes out. He lands safely. You know, none of the other Russians jump out. He's like, they're, they finally landed. They're like laughing at him and stuff. But he says, this is what they did. He said, they drank and they jumped out of planes. I mean, that kind of sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Why so. not be a little adventurous? A little reckless, <laughs> but very <laughs> <be> fun. <laughs> um, so that was the thing. Maybe that's where that comes from. But um, that's dope. Well, yeah. But Darkstar is have... great. She's had, she's had some pretty cool moments before. She's gone out in space. Um, you know the character Quasar, who we've seen in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, mm-hmm. He was doing this, like, random cosmic mission and needed powerful characters. He uh, brought up Spectrum. He also brought up Darkstar and her brother Vanguard. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad news is during the mission, Vanguard died. And I um, actually don't know how he got resurrected, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, he, di- he died, and Darkstar and her dad swore vengeance on Quasar and like went out to go kill him. And oh, wow. the fight got so bad that, like, um, and Quasar kind of understood that he 
got himself out of there and made them believe that like they did kill him. Mm. She's not one to mess with, especially when it comes to her family. So I think that it would be messing them back around. I was gonna say, do you think if she saw him alive again, it would be a problem? I don't think so, because uh, well, Quasar, you mean? Yes. Um, maybe not because she has her brother back. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd be like, I don't know, the disrespect is real. That's true. We just have to fight every time we see each other. They may have, they may have to score up the next time you know Quasar is back on Earth. I'm here for it. Him and she, obviously she got to fight Phantom X. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's to pop back up. I'm fine with that because I don't like him, so <laughs> she can end him. He'll kill her again. Show him on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's all I really, really want to talk about with Darkstar. I hope you guys really enjoyed this new character to you. Or if you, if you have known her before, it's time for her to come back. She knows she's check her out in that uh, Winter Guard number one. Um, I'm sure we'll see even more of her in that miniseries. So. Uh, let's take a break and then we'll come right back. All right. This is like three relaunches in a row. I know, right? That's like a new back, record for us. <laughs> back with a bang. <laughs> back with a bang. All right, everybody. We are back for everyone's favorite part of the show, the relaunch section. Um, mm. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Um, you know what? I'd go first. Um, okay. Tell us who you're I, relaunching. So the character I would like to relaunch is a character I just talked about, and that is Darkstar. And I think that there's a lot of potential for her there. As many Dark Force characters as there are, there aren't too many of them who are actually like actively using it. <laughs> and... Um, she uses it in really cool ways. Thinks she'd be dope. And I actually would put her on either an uncanny Avengers team. Um, okay. And, you know, she's kind of like the, the Winter Guard, kind of like an Avengers team-ish, like the Russian Avengers. Yeah. So I could see her over there with like an uncanny Avengers team, an Avengers team. Or I would have her come to Kokoa and have her put herself up for nomination to be on the X-Men. Ooh. Enjoy the X-Men. I think she'd be a lot of fun. Because why not? I, like, I think um She'd be like the Sunfire. Yeah, I can definitely see that for her. I enjoy both of those for her. I think partially I lean more to the Avengers side, just because like you said, the Winter Guard is kind of basically Russia's Avengers, so she feels more fit for that world. Um but also, I think the idea of finally seeing her on Krakoa and like interacting with mutants and getting all of that stuff in there would be very nice. We haven't really seen her do that outside of those Grant Morrison new X-Men issues. And again, she dies when Phantom X kills her. Exactly. So, so you ain't got to bring the Phantom X so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but I would definitely like, you know, move far away from the Winter Guard. Would you give her a new costume? Yes. Or would you kind of keep the whole black... <laughs> it's okay. Time. All right. Some of the like, of it all, you know, mm-hmm. get the, yeah. like the colors kind of stuff. But it's time for a new side. Okay, I'm into it. Um, so with that, my relaunch of the week is the team that I really love and is dear near to my heart. For those who don't know, and that is the Ultimates. Um, oh, okay. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, for those who know, hopefully you know by now, uh, the Ultimates was a team written by Al Ewing. They had two iterations. Well, they had two comic series, not iterations. It was the same people in both one. But basically, they were uh, kind of just, they were Carol's team a little bit, and they were stopping some cosmic type of threats. They did things in Civil War II, which was Carol's event. Um, I and, really didn't uh, feel like this was Carol's team. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was definitely Carol's team. Um, and, like, they were following her. They, like, everything. I, I feel like in the beginning, <laughs> it kind of was a mix of everybody. Like, because a lot of stuff we got was dealing with Blue Marvel and, like, uh, the Andy Man and all that stuff. Remember Black Panther uh, a lot of stuff. He talked a lot, but he didn't really, like, he wasn't that important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he talked a lot. Um, and, you know, we saw America kind of like teleporting through portals and stuff like that, but it definitely Carol was kind of running the show and this team ran after what she did and what she felt was right and like getting stuff together. 
in my new iteration, Carol is not there. <laughs> so I will say, <laughs> I will say that in my in my relaunch version of the Ultimates, I would still kind of like to see them take on the scope of dealing with things, not necessarily just within space, but like how they were dealing with things in the timeline and just different universes. Because again, Marvel has been putting a lot of emphasis on those things and how they're kind of affecting our world. I don't necessarily want them traveling to all these universes, but again, I would like to see repercussions of what's going on there and how it's affecting the main 616. And that's what this team deals with. You're also going to get some magic in there because the leader of this team. (laughs) (laughs) You had me. (laughs) You, am I? Am I? Um, Because again, magic is something that has had a very big effect on not only reality but everyone in this world. I think about, um, you know, just like Wanda, no more mutants, which is more her reality warping and not necessarily magic. But again, she's affected Doctor Strange, things that he's done and come around. So this team would be doing that because the leader of this version of the Ultimates is Doctor Doom. Oh, okay, wow. All right, <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. into it. <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, this team, I would still keep it very small, but one of the things that I would like to do from it is I would like to pull from a lot of different corners of the Marvel Universe to, again, emphasize how this team is kind of everywhere, and they are, like, researching everything and how things affect it. So, roster is, this is Doom leading, and these are all people who he picks himself for whatever reasons. Um, you would have Doctor Doom, Blue Marvel, and Spectrum return because you have to have some type of connection to the original team. Blue Marvel's a scientific genius. He also has uh, his own little Nexus world, Spectrum. She's that girl. You gotta have her in there. Um, I would bring in Beta Ray Bill onto this team as well to hit from, you know, the Asgard universe and the magic and things that happen there that affect because Thor's too busy. So, you know, Um, I would bring Ed Cersei to this team as well to pull from the Eternals corner of the world and everything that goes on there because they have lived forever. So she has a bunch of knowledge of things that happen. And last but not least on this team would be Captain Britt. Of course. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Because what else are you going to do? But you got Otherworld and you got the magic and then you need somebody from the mutant corner to come on over and help. So and then he's gonna pop up in Excalibur soon, and they have history. So it's like, why wouldn't you ask her? <laughs> but yeah, that is your new Ultimates team, just exploring everything magic, other worlds. Doctor Doom's leading. You got Captain Britain. You got Blue Marvel. You got Spectrum. You got Beta Ray Bill, and you got Cersei. I would read it. I check it out. I check it out. I know it's magic, but like Spectrum got me. So I mean. <laughs> You I also me. think I also think I like Spectrum and Blue Marvel as a couple. I need to like go oh, back and read more yeah. of them, but I think I really like them as a couple. They're fantastic. I think Blue like, Marvel by himself is a little boring, but I think like them together, I like them as a couple. Anyways, I will say I remember when it was first kind of like happening. I was a little grossed out about. I actually like saw some of my old tweets, and I was like, please don't let this couple happen. <laughs> 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 um. But again, that is just the genius of Al Ewing. He really made it work, uh, as we saw it progress from like when they were Mighty Avengers through the Ultimates to everything that came after, and how uh, I really miss them. I want to see them back together. Yeah, like maybe doing something on the on the big screen or something. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right, y'all. So that brings us to the end of the show. Please make sure you check us out and rate and subscribe wherever you see us. On your podcast, um, you can check us out on Twitter at um, Another Relaunch. You can find us on Instagram also at Another Relaunch. If you want to watch the show, you can see it on YouTube at uh, Another Relaunch TV. You can send in any questions or concerns uh, to um, Another Relaunch at gmail.com. Um, and oh, by the way, next week we are going to be doing a reread of um, is it Batman Under the Red Hood or just Under the Red Hood? It's Batman Under the Red Hood. We're going to be reading that. And we're also going to be watching the movie, the animated film. So join in. Boom, <laughs> Yes. All right, y'all. Um, you can find me on all social media platforms at UncannyLZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. And there is an underscore at the end. Boom. All right. Um, let's get up out of here and we will see y'all next week. All right. See you next week.